and welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode 217. And today, I'm really excited to have this guest. Very unexpected that I was going to get uh, Chris to makes. Since we're doing a Zoom, I've been told to just stop my total, my, my preamble before I would get into the guest and set up the whole episode. If you see a guest, if you're watching a Zoom, let me introduce first <laughs> Krista Makes from, uh, from Less Than Jake. Hello, hello, Brandon. How are you? I'm doing great. I- I'm pronouncing your last name properly, right? You pronounced it absolutely perfect. Yes. Okay. You, you dumbed it down and made it simple. You didn't that overcomplicate it. That's where it gets screwy. You never know. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> That's why I just go by Brando instead of Brandon Weisler. Yeah, um, well... Not everyone can have the name Tom Jones, you know. It's, uh... <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. But the reason why, because I've seen your name my entire life uh, growing up on, especially on, I know you're not a Long Island band, but my God, less than Jake in the, in the ska scene and the punk scene. No, yeah, I do a, a Guns N' Roses podcast, but I'll tell you something. The majority of my friends were, you know, punkers. You know, uh, I don't know if it was yeah, the coolest well, thing in the world to go to Hot Topic, but that's what I did all the time. And I grew up on Less spent, Than Jake's music. So this is an honor, we, honestly. We spent, thank you. We spent a lot of time on Long Island over the years. I, I kind of feel like I lived at the Crazy Donkey for a little while. Hmm. So <laughs> I saw at the Crazy Donkey, hmm, I, I, the only one I can recall right now is an old ska band that doesn't exist anymore. Edna's Goldfish. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. They, the they, thing they, the, the thing about the Crazy Donkey, it's the only uh, venue to this day that would put a covering over the bar, but the bar taps still stuck out, so they had to put <laughs> they had to put boxes over the taps of beer beer taps. So there'd be these boxes at the front of the stage, and I remember the first time playing, I'm like, those look like weird monitors. I looked down, like they're just boxes. What the hell are they? And the stage hand came over and took it off, and sure as shit, there was a couple of beer taps sticking out through the stage. <laughs> Yeah, that was one of the places, because uh, over the course of this podcast, I've talked about, you know, the smaller venues before I got to see Guns N' Roses I, at the downtown. I don't know if you, if you played at the downtown of Long Island, uh, long, uh, it, long deceased. God, yeah, if we did, it, I don't remember, but uh, yeah, we played, played lots of, uh, lots of, remember one time in Long Island, we played a, uh, it was hilarious, being from Florida, um, it's always funny when, you know, cause we, I guess you take it from, take it for granted cause there's always sun, sun and sand everywhere you go in Florida. But, uh, there used to be this beach club in the middle of Long Island. They'd be like, <laughs> they had like brought in sand and there was fake palm trees and we played there with newfound glory and the impossibles years ago. And it, uh, I'll never forget that. Nice. Now I, I, I saw you the night, shamefully, I've only seen less than Jake once, but it was at, uh, one of the many warp tours that you played out on uh, Randall's Island and, Oh, yeah. You know, it's just, we're talking about, uh, you know, these venues and these tours and I kind of want to know what you're, you have going on now because, you know, that's how I knew less than Jake. You know, you played all the smaller venues, you, everybody, you know, wherever you went, you were wanted all over the States and, you know, you're like, just a wanted band, but now these venues are becoming less than and less. And it's just become even before the pandemic. So like, how are you? I mean, you said you were, but right before we started recording, uh, you picked up a phone saying that you're mixing new new material. So I guess I want to know, uh, thankfully, you know, the loss of these venues, it's not hurting a band like Less Than Jake, it seems. Or can you tell, like, well, 
Yeah, you know, it's it's. I think it's a case by case situation. Um, I know a lot of musicians. Uh, I have friends of mine that are in way bigger bands than I am, than ours. Uh, talked to a couple of them recently. That uh, one of them is just in a really bad way right now. He's just depressed. He's depressed. Uh, you know about a, a number of things. You know uh, the what's going on in America uh, socially, politically. Um, and just not being able to do what he's done for the last 20 years, which is get in front of a live audience. And, uh, you know, I kind of ran the other way. I just dove into projects. And um, so I've, I've just, you know, really stayed busy. I have a podcast myself called Krista Makes a Podcast. <laughs> I mean, it was so, like made. It was made for it, you. Have you ever used that that play on words for anything? Like, well, I used to get Krista makes a diorama. Did you submit? I used to I used to get effed with when I was a kid. So people used to say Krista makes a pizza. Krista makes a pie, (laughs) and I had told that to to my wife years ago. And um, so I was trying to think. You know, like I know Mike Herrera from MXPX. It's the Mike Herrera Hour, and there's you know podcast with so and so, and there's all these different names. And I, I, I was just racking my brain. And my wife was like, how about Krista makes a podcast? And I looked at her and I go, are you serious? She goes, I'm dead serious. And I was like, son of a bitch, that's it. Yeah, it's one of the, I'll, I'll show all those people from high school. Um, so. <laughs> I know. Sometimes <laughs> so, it's too perfect. Just don't fight it. Yeah, so it's a, uh, excuse me, songwriting podcast. Um, each week, the theme is strictly songwriting. It's not an interview. I stress it's not an interview. After being in the business for 30 years, the last thing I want to do is an interview and or which this isn't an interview. I'm just I'm just shooting the shit with you. I That's love how this. I, my, my approach. Sure. Yeah, I love this kind of interaction. But, you know, the where did the band start? It's like, go, go read Wikipedia. I'm just not interested. <laughs> and, I, and, and not from an ego standpoint, but in the same and the same token, I don't want to interview any of my uh, peers, rock star friends and mm. or any anybody on the show. So. Uh, I get the guest on and we uh, we pick a defining song from their career to discuss, critique, and analyze during the hour. And uh, I'm on like the fifth month right now of the show and it's going going fantastic. Just got picked up uh, by Sound Talent Media, which is a nice. network, a podcast network. So I'm doing that. Uh, I'm doing custom songs and jingles for people. So I do podcast jingles. I do jingles for businesses. I just did a p- pizzeria in Florida. Um, <laughs> That's great. I do voiceovers. Um, I also do one-on-one live video sessions where I'm producing and collaborating on songs uh, with people. Oh, wow. Uh, my, my first book is coming out in November. It's called Blast from the Past. It's coming out on Smart Punk Records. I have two songs that are coming out uh, on that uh, that uh, are going to be released. And uh, so that was the, the music I was speaking of. And there's all kinds of bundles and stuff going to be with the book. Um, Less Than Jake's uh, new record uh, is coming out very soon. I, I can't go into uh, all the details yet, depending on when is this going to air? That's a question I meant to ask you. <laughs> well, as we're recording this, so I try to be in, and uh, this is again, the relaxed feel. I, I, I say it into the microphone. There is really no fourth wall. Uh, so as of today, it's September 9th. I aired my Dave Mustaine interview uh, last night. And I want that to kind of breathe a little bit because Dave usually gets some clickbait. Uh, I want to say clickbait. He gets headlines, so I yeah, want to, yeah, kind of, of course. and I don't want that to overshadow some uh, some interviews that I have coming up. So I may air this. I'm probably going to air, even though I'm so excited to talk to you, and I, I want to get this out. But I don't want Dave to overshadow you or you to overshadow Dave. So I'm probably going to air this uh, 
the 14th. Let's just say September 14th. That's when you'll be listening okay. to this as of. Perfect. Well, just keep your eyes peeled. Uh, there'll be announcements very soon regarding Less Than Jake's new record. Uh, the album's called Silver Lining, so that's coming out. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've, the band's been doing songs in quarantine. Uh, you know, we did, did, did three, three, uh, songs. It was called, we called it the lost at home sessions. We filmed a video of, of all of us, uh, like you've seen a lot of bands doing. Um, so, you know, just doing that. I've also been doing quarantine covers with other bands. There's a band called What in Tarnation. Two guys are in Texas. One guy's in Arizona. Another guy's in Porto Alegre, Brazil. And, uh, Scott Reynolds from the band All, um, Scott, is uh excuse me he's in upstate new york so we've all been collaborating and i i did did two songs with those guys uh i did a song recently with angelo moore from fishbone uh darren pfeiffer from goldfinger we did a cover of operation I, ivy's unity okay. um, that's for ch- that's for charity so i've just been like i said i kind of got long-winded here but i've just been running in the opposite direction of okay i can't go out on the road and play shows well then i need to you know do something else. And these are projects that I've never really had a chance to dive head first into. Cause man, less than Jake, we never left the road, man. We, uh, right. we're just road dogs. So we're, we're still out there. There's bands in their twenties that don't tour as hard as hard as we do. So, um, and we've always prided ourselves on that. So, uh, as horrible as this uh, whole thing has been, uh, to a lot of people, uh, you know, I just, uh, took the proverbial lemons and made lemonade out of it or whatever the saying is. <laughs> you really are. I mean, wow. It's not even that you took like one project. You have so many different ones. And uh, I will say, and I would go to you, but my theme song was made by Mike Squires from Duff McKagan's Loaded. Otherwise, if anyone else awesome. is looking, I mean, it's perfect. I mean, in <laughs> our podcast, but I went to your YouTube channel and I love right on there, the main page, you do all the different styles of music that you can do in your right. Chris way. And it's just like, wow. I'm like, this is awesome. I would love to, you said you did a pizzeria. That would make me want to get that pizza to hear that. Jingle. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're also, and I, I forgot to tell you my, my producer of the podcast and my, uh, my manager, his name is Chris Fafalios. Chris is the bass player for a band called punchline out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And, um, Punchline was on Feel by Ramen uh, records years ago, and that's how we met. But uh, anyways, Chris and I also offer, well, he, he does the animation, but we offer a custom songs and animation. Or if you have a video of your ba- or song of your band that you want put to animation, Chris does the animation. So that's another thing that we're, <clears throat> we're, off- we're offering yeah, together. Yeah, because the animation on that, on that video. Is yeah, really that, 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 yeah, he did that. Who have you had on the, on the show, on your podcast? Because, again, this is uh, – I'm excited to talk about this genre of music, you know, yeah, GNR all day, every day, but you know, I whatever opportunity I can to use the six degrees of GNR bacon, Kevin bacon to go into the other genres of music. Uh, why am I seeing you, you drop off? I think you may have dropped off. You're coming in again. So I'm wondering, <laughs> are you saying hello again? We'll see. Uh, I may have to stall until you came back. Now I see your your face is back. Now you're coming in a third time. Am I going to see three of you now? Now I see three of you. <laughs> I have I've been using Zoom now for quite some time. I never had what just came up. Did you ever have a prompt that it, it's one of those things that wants to make sure you're not a robot, and then the thing will come up and say, "Please check off the bicycles." Oh no, I haven't had that yet. That's what just happened. 
And I love how there's two of you right now. There's only one voice, so the audio is great. The video would just be hilarious. And maybe we can do a multiplicity I remake. I don't, I don't know. And it says there's three participants. I'm going to see if I can kiss, kick. I'm not going to kiss you. I'm going to see if I can kick one of you out. <laughs> Please don't do that. I, I just had, I just had garlic, so no, that's okay. So I'm gonna mute. I'm gonna stop one of them. And I love this. Is, this is the show. This is part of the show. It is, and that was okay. straight. Like, all right, okay. yeah, all right. Um, so I, I, yeah, I we, 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 we were just talking. <laughs> we were just no. talking mid sentence, and all of a sudden, you went away, and the thing came up and said, "You know, please, are you a are you a robot?" And he says, "No." You click the box, and then the, like you know, it'll say, "Pick you know, pick the sidewalk, or pick the, <laughs> the, the street lights," and I click the street lights, and then you came back. I don't know. I guess Zoom was, uh, you were so robotic in your talking, you know. I, I don't know. That's weird. Uh, you, you'd, think, you'd think I was on the night friend. <laughs> that oh. was fun. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So there you go. That segues back into what I was saying. So I love being, the opportunities to go into the other genres of music that I, I really love. So who else have you had on your show that I can get excited about to, to listen to your podcast? Wow. Um, well, I had uh, this past week, I had Rick Nielsen, a guitar player from Cheap Trick. Oh, and wow. come on. The, my God, yeah. he needs to be on my podcast. Jesus. Yeah, that when I, when, I, when I heard you had D Snyder, and I know D, I just don't have a contact for him. So I might have to uh, butter you up after the show. I really would love to get D on my show. Um, you know, and, and of course, Dave Mustaine would be a dream at some point. But uh, yeah, I've had uh, Bill Stevenson from Descendants okay. uh, on. Bill was great. I uh, had Matt Skiba two weeks ago. Oh man, from, uh, I've been tr- I've tried to get him on as well. What happened? Yeah, yeah. Somehow All right, well, we're, fell apart. We're, we're gonna have to trade uh, trade connections here. <laughs> <Okay>. We'll, t- <laughs> we'll talk I'll, after. <laughs> I'll I'll trade you one Matt Skiba for one D Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's funny. Um. So yeah, I've had Matt. I had Ryan Key from Yellow Card. Okay. Um. Next week, uh, which it'll already be out when this airs, uh, I have Brian Baker uh, from Bad Religion. Brian's nice. on the show. Uh, and I guess I had Greg Graffin on from. Uh, from oh, Bad and he—he's he, another one I want. Um, <laughs> and, and I and I know Greg. I just haven't uh, haven't hit him up yet. Um, but uh, John Feldman from Goldfinger. I had Roger uh, Lima, our bass player from Less Than Jake, was on. Uh, Jared Reddick from Bowling for Soup. Angela Moore from Fishbone. Uh, Jenna Razavi from The Bomb Pops. Okay. Um, yeah, I've had. Have, I think last week was my fifteenth episode, so I'm now entering into the. Uh, almost the fifth month. You know what's funny, Chris? When I heard you had a podcast and how new it was, I thought, first thing I thought to myself was, how is he not, how is him and, and his personality not on this earlier? I was actually surprised that you're finally, and I'm glad you are, and you're, you know, you've already cut your teeth, you're 15 episodes in, great episodes, but I, I thought you would have been in the podcast game like a, a well, year ago, I, two years ago, or was it touring that, that prevented you? No, it wasn't. It was um, probably about 10 years ago. And, you know, for everybody out there in, in Internet land, a, a podcast is a fancy uh, term, a new age term for a radio show. That's essentially what this is. And, yes. um, and you know, I, I, to, I approach mine like a radio show. That's how yeah, I, it, yeah, being it, from it's radio. Really, it's really what it is. And, and um, you know, not to toot my own horn, I uh, went to school for telecommunications. I always thought I was going to go into radio. Oh, okay. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, it's, it's not much different for me than being a front man on stage. I'm quick with banter. I'm yeah. quick on my heels. I, I come in, you know, and, and with my podcast, I come in completely prepared. Um, and, uh, you know, people had suggested over the years, you know, you should do a podcast. And, and my 
thing was, and I, I was completely two things. As I get older, I could admit that I don't know everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. A, I don't know a lot of things, and I didn't. I didn't realize what the podcast could do for me, not just on a promotional level, but on a spiritual level. Mm. Um, it's, it's just been, it's been unreal. And the feedback I've gotten back from the fans, if you get a chance to watch the episode I did or listen to the episode I did with Bill Stevenson, it was a father's day episode. And he talks about his tumultuous relationship with his father, uh, to where, I mean, grab a box of Kleenex. It's heavy. And I had grown men and women writing me saying I had to go to the bathroom. I had to leave my, my cubicle at work and go to the bathroom to cry when I listened to this. You know, so it's touching people on an emotional level. But getting back to your question, a lot of folks have at what do a podcast, and my response was always, "Everyone's doing a podcast." And <laughs> yeah. there was, and and yeah. there was such a, there was such a glut, and there still is of just really shitty podcasts. Mm -hmm. It's just bad stuff you got to wade through. And yeah, I don't I don't really listen to too many podcasts for that very reason. It's got to be something, um, you know, that that has some substance. I, I kind of like a theme. I don't mm -hmm. really, I don't really like, uh, so what have you been up to, man? Where are you at? <laughs> you know, like, what's the name of your band mean? I mean, that's, again, an interview. And um, so uh, my producer of the show, Chris, who I mentioned a moment ago, he had brought up, look, you're doing these custom songs. You're doing these live video sessions. A great way to promote that would be through a podcast. And I think you, and I said to him, no, everyone's done, you know, done, everyone does a podcast. But he said, yeah, but they're not you. Right. And, and when he said that to me, it, it resonated on a couple levels, um, not from an egotistical standpoint, but it resonated of like, well, I do know a lot of people. I could probably get some decent guests. And he suggested we got to have a theme here. And since you're doing these custom songs, you should have the theme should be songwriting. You know, you should break down. Um, and of course, two months after I started mine, Jim Adkins from Jimmy World started a, a songwriting podcast. But oh, this is different. <laughs> okay. I didn't even know he no. had one, to be honest with you. He, he has a video one, no, but Jim Jim's is different. It's about songwriting, but it's not a specific song. So we and it looks specific... like you guys have different personalities, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm definitely... Uh, probably, I guess you would classify type A person. Jim's a little more reserved, but yeah. I love Jim and I'm not, I'm not, uh, uh, making reference of his show to, to, to be, be weird or anything, but oh, sure. no, I I understand. Actually, and I, and I actually watched a, an episode of his podcast with Mark Hoppus. It was great. It was uh, completely different than mine, but, um, so, you know, we, we had a theme of it and, uh, and he, he brought this up and it was like five o'clock on like a Friday. And, uh, the next morning I got up and I just went through my, uh, my phone. And I just started blowing people up. Would you be on a podcast if I did it? Songwriting. And uh, I probably hit up like, I don't know, maybe 30 or 40 guys that I know. And the very next week, I recorded 12 episodes in one week. So I had three months of content. And uh, from there, it's just kind of uh, gotten to, as you know, the longer you go with your show, there's now people contacting you to want to be on your show. And yeah. that's what, that's what started it, which is beautiful. That's starting to happen because mm. I had to aggressively look for, <laughs> mm. look for people. And that means that you're doing something that people like, and that's a good thing. Yeah. I, I'm with you in everything you just said, understanding, you know, uh, I, I started out, I mean, my career is radio and, you know, I've done the FM thing where you're the idiot who talks between the stones and Zeppelin for the 40th. Yeah time but be the know, fourth it, caller and we'll get you tickets for the next one <laughs> ex yeah exactly and, and there's a place I, that radio means a lot to me and i'm still i still take part in that that kind of radio but when it was brought to my attention 
no, you know, how it was like right before podcast really exploded. And a friend of mine, and I've told this story before to my listeners, but uh, I just thought the idea of a podcast was silly. You know, everybody and their mother has a podcast. It's for people who couldn't make it. I, I don't want to uh, cast a too wide of a net and say that everybody who has a podcast is somebody who couldn't make it on the radio, but there are people who do that, who just never made it. And this is just like their way of voicing yeah. themselves. But, it, you know, I still look at it like it doesn't matter. It's the spiritual part of it. Because while everything has been going on in quarantine, what's keeping me the most sane is the podcast and being able to, you know, hear back from my listeners, uh, to talk to, have opportunities to speak with people like you. And, but I needed to be convinced. I didn't want to be, do a podcast where like, Hey, so what, what you do last night? I needed to have a theme. Yeah. So obviously Guns N' Roses became the theme for me. So I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, when uh, a mutual friend of ours suggested you, like I, he's like, I don't know Chris's connection to Guns N' Roses. And I said, I don't care. The fact that he wants to come on a GNR podcast and talk Guns N' Roses, that's the connection. That's, that's what well, the show is about. And again, I know you have a lot of listeners and, and uh, this is, you know, going to, uh, you know, hopefully bleed over to, to what I'm doing and, and we'll get someone that's like, you know, you should get this artist and someone that, you know, that I haven't thought of. And that's been a great thing. We started a, a right. Facebook po- uh, group for my podcast, Krista makes podcast, Facebook group. And uh, we got almost 2000 members now and just the interaction in there. And there's just all the time. Someone's like, what if you did this? I'm like, geez, I never would have thought of that. You know, it's mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm all about being receptive and, and listening, but as far as guns and roses, uh, let, let's talk like, uh, <laughs> let's, let's do it. I mean, when was the, the, I guess growing up, because again, you went the avenue, you went a different, you were, you're not, Less Than Jake is not a grungy, dirty, hard rock band, but still there are influences. There are plenty of, uh, you know, pop punk covers of GNR that I've heard and that uh, AFI does a really cool version of My Michelle. So I guess, I guess when did you first discover them? Well, that's what I like on this podcast, different age groups. When did they discover GNR? Well, post Chinese democracy. How early did you discover that? If if I if I would have lived in LA, I would have discovered them in eighty six. You know, eighty five, eighty six. Because I would have I would have had my ear on the ground. But again, this is Florida in the eighties. It was pre internet, so right. I didn't I didn't hear about them until the first record came out. But um, they hadn't blown up on MTV yet. They were opening the Girls, Girls, Girls tour for Motley Crue. And they came to Fort Myers, Florida on that tour. And um, it was a school night. My parents wouldn't let me go. And uh, so I would have been 15 then, 14, 14 or 15. And uh, some friends did go and told me that, you know, Guns N' Roses mopped the stage with Motley Crue. They just, they blew them off the stage. It was the most amazing and energetic thing ever. Um, and, uh, you know, Welcome to the Jungle was getting some play at that point, you know, but Guns N' Roses wasn't an overnight success. And like, it was just, I, I remember what happened with them. It was, I think Appetite came out in 87 and uh, I think, yeah, 87. Mm-hmm. And it was a, it was a full, probably, 10, 11 months later, it was when, when Sweet Child hit that all hell broke loose. And then, of course, they started playing Jungle, and then Paradise City was next, and the rest is, the rest is history. You know, there was something that was there with these guys that, you know, there was a lot of poofy hair and, and, and a lot of uh, uh, 
uh, non-substance in the 80s. You had to really dig through that to get to the good songs. And Guns N' Roses, they just, uh, they, they struck gold with that record. Mike Klink had produced a lot of stuff that I didn't like and stuff after that I didn't like. He just somehow put the microphones in the exact right place and captured lightning in a bottle with these dudes on that record. Mm. And, and the, and, and to me, they're the, they're what Aerosmith was doing in the early to mid seventies, that dirty, mean blues based, just dirty rock and roll, no rules. And um, when they came out, nobody sounded like them and nobody's ever sounded like Axel. They could try to, but you mm. can't sound. That's a, you know, what do you, what do you want to call it? A God given thing. That's something inside you could, you could fake it, you know, you know, Oh, sweet child. You have the falsetto. You, no one could, be, I've seen the cover bands and there's guys that, that, that do a good job, but he's a unique uh, thing. And then combine that with the explosive personalities of Duff and Slash. And uh, of course, Steven, um, you know, it was, uh, it's just, uh, you know, and, and Izzy, I was like, his name Izzy Stradlin. It was just, they were just different. They really stood out. What were you listening to at, at 15 that, you know, what, that, that when they kind of, when you kind of, they were on your radar and, and your friends were going to Motley Crue, were, were you listening to the crew or what was there, was there a wider array of, of bands? Yeah. So, you know, I was listening in, when Guns came out in 87, literally, um, the year before so i was like maybe 13 yeah i was 13 so that would have been 86 a friend of mine had come over and he had this beat up cassette and it was like had like a lot of hiss on it it was just like a fifth generation cassette and i'm like what is this he's like it's it's the misfits i'm like what mm. is that he's like they're a punk band i'm like okay and he and, and he and i'm like what's it like he, and he's like I don't know. It's, I can't explain it. It's like, it's like, um, I can't remember what the band was he said, but, but I remember him referencing the monsters, the TV show. <laughs> he's he's yeah. like, it's like, it's like basically saying it's horror rock, you know? And there wasn't really a name for it again, pre-internet. And it's so funny to think in 86 that, that the misfits were, had only, you know, were only a band at that point for like five years, you know, uh, six years. And, uh, he played me. I remember it was Skulls, uh, Skulls. I turned into a Martian and like one other song. And I was just like, it just was like, whoa, because all I knew was radio and MTV at that point. My mom and dad were are, are musicians. So okay. I grew up in a music, I grew up in a musical household. Um, you know, everything from album oriented rock, Boston, Night Ranger, Survivor to the metal stuff um, around 80. 485 when you know i had ride the lightning before master of puppets um and uh so i was on the metallica onto what they were doing and then you know that whole thing that thrash thing was very close to punk rock and hardcore at least in those days especially in the new york jersey area you know there was bands like anthrax who were considered metal that were playing shows with agnostic front who were considered hardcore so yeah um i really liked aggressive fast music and um so then from there you know, so to answer your initial question, again, I was listening to everything from the Misfits to to Night Ranger to Motley Crue to to seventies Neil Diamond. I mean, I listened to sure. it, it all, and I just it just depended. Like if we were driving on a Sunday somewhere, the family and my dad was playing Neil Diamond, I'd be like, 
cool. You know? <laughs> and then like later in the day, I'd have him pop in Slayer, you know, and he'd pop it in. You don't think he really liked Slayer necessarily, but mom and dad just knew music and there was no rules. They didn't care that like, oh, they're singing about the devil. It's like, whatever, you know, like it's just music, you know, they so got there was, yeah, there was, there was no rules. That's cool. And especially talking about the Misfits, because obviously uh, Duff McKagan and GNR do a great cover of Attitude. And, you know, I, I just turned 37 and it was before the Internet, before um, no, it was it was before I want to say before the Internet. It was before like LimeWire and Kazaa. That's when I really discovered the Misfits. But first it was getting listening to, to the Spaghetti Incident and what is the song Attitude and then going back. So it's always interesting to see. You know, these bands that everybody knows, when do you find them? If you're not, you know, you're not all growing up at the same time. So it's, it's just very cool to find them. The well, yeah. I mean, so it was the Misfits. And then from there, it just kind of just snowballed. The next thing you know, someone brought a Circle Jerks tape to school. I remember someone brought Agent Orange to school. Uh, a buddy of mine was into Dag Nasty, which was Brian Baker's band from Bad Religion. And then, um, then I met our drummer, Vinny, um, met him in late 88 early 89 and we formed a hardcore band together that preceded less than jake and it you know we never uh played shows really or released and it was just kind of like a garage band but he was very big into mail order and seven inches and you know that's where i discovered lookout records and then epitaph records and then you know it, it, the floodgates were open at that point it was like oh, okay and there was maximum rock and roll magazine flip side magazine and these were places you could find out about some band from British Columbia, some punk band. And you're like, what is this? And like, it, and then it'd be descriptions. So, well, it, it sounds like this band meets this band. You'd be like, okay, I'll take a chance on it. And you'd order the seven inch for three bucks. And the next, you know, a week or two later, it would you know, show up in your mailbox. And, and that's how it was. And there was a lot of tape trading going on, which was a poor man's term for file sharing. So I'd be making tapes for my friends and they would for me. And dude, you got to check out this band. And it was just, a complete obsession at that point. I just had an idea for you. I don't know if you saw the, um, they eventually made a song and a video for it, but Co-Eating Cambria and uh, Rick Springfield. Uh-huh. Do, do, do you know that story at all? I have not, I've never heard that story, no. So, this was recently, Rick Springfield, you know, Jesse's girl? Sure. He was just, he's active on Twitter and he was tweeting that he just discovered Co-Eating Cambria. And he's like, this band is so great. And, uh, Claudio responded. He's like, you know, we're a big fans too. And they ended up, uh, uh, Claudio and Rick Springfield ended up doing like a Facebook live together to discuss making a sequel to Jesse's girl. And it sounds nothing like Jesse's girl. It's a totally coheed song and, and Rick Springfield guesses, uh, guess, uh, sings on it, which of course you need to. And it's great. Yeah. If you did that with Neil Diamond, you know, like it, it, it's, it's there. I don't know. With well, your creativity, I, you know, I make a sequel this week. Okay. Ed? Yeah, no, that's a great idea. I mean, Neil, Neil <laughs> wouldn't be a bad idea. I don't, I don't know if he'd come out of retirement for, for Chris to makes, but I would like to do that with D D Snyder. I would okay. love to love, love to do something with D a collaboration. I think that would be really, really cool. Well, just to show you that I, I'm not cooler than you that I have like a phone Rolodex of people. Although I have, I have Keith Sweat's <laughs> phone number. Cause nice. I, work on, I work on this radio show. That's why, but D all I did and I was email his, his main website. That's all I did. And you know, cause I didn't, I didn't have a direct contact and sometimes I don't like asking my radio friends to, you know, sometimes I ask them for favors. Sometimes I don't. And they, 
looked into, you know, my past guests and they liked what it was about. So, I mean, now I know who the contact is, but at the time I was just, you know, appetite for distortion. Yeah. That's (laughs) That's, kind of what I've been doing. Kind of of winging it. Well, I mean, you've renewed, you're doing a good job. I mean, that, that's pretty uh, amazing. Uh, With all the, the music that you're into, I guess I just have to ask, uh, has less than Jake or you yourself ever covered GNR or, a Slayer or Metallica? Is that something that? Oh yeah, we we, we have a Slayer seven inch uh, that came out years. Ago. We did two Slayer songs. We also did a a uh, split seven inch with Megadeth when we were both on Capitol in the nineties. Oh, we had okay. our song. We had our song. All my best friends are metalheads on side A and uh, on side B. Megadeth had a song. So we've done. We've crossed over in, 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 into that before. Um, you know, as far as Guns and Roses, no. And gun. And, and the real reason why is there are certain songs that you can punk up. Um, and that's really the reason, like, you know, I, I probably would have been in more of maybe, uh, I don't know, closer to hard rock or a hair metal band when I started this whole thing. But I I could never play guitar like Slash or a lot of those guys, you know. So I was like, ooh, I can play three chords and really fast and I can play it pretty good. Okay, I'll, I'll go that route. <laughs> and uh, so just to be honest with you, so like covering a Guns N' Roses song, I never wanted, and I, I heard you know and and ska bands are embarrassing when it comes to like covers like i've heard everyone and it's just like vomit you know it's like oh they're not going to do the solo and sweet chop let me guess it's going to be a fucking horrific horn solo here it comes you know and you're just you're just you you can't run to the run to the toilet fast enough you know so i never wanted to butcher a gnr song like that yeah all right i think the listeners will appreciate that Sorry, sorry sorry to be so harsh but you know that was probably one of the reasons a band like gnr not to mention you know they're kind of untouchable in a cover again they're so it's kind of like covering queen man you can't Mm. be freddie mercury you can't be axel you know you can get away with with covering a bon jovi song you can get away with covering a motley song maybe but guns and roses and queen i don't know those are two bands that i uh and there's a number of others but that come to mind that i wouldn't try to touch you know i like that answer I, i really do that's 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 awesome uh, normally I would ask like, what else are you working on? You know, what can you tell us about? But you, you told us so much. Like, I guess where's the, is the main site to go to your, your like Twitter less than Chris. Uh, yeah. So, so if, yeah. So if you, if you'd like to go to Chris and uh, that's C H R I S D E M A K E S.com. That'll redirect you to my YouTube page where they, uh, has all my videos, has all my podcasts, all my collaborations, everything's right there. Um, you can uh, write me directly at kristamakes at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, this is for anything. If you'd like me to be on your podcast, uh, if you'd like to do uh, one-on-one video collaborations, have me help produce a song. If you'd like a custom song, anything else I, I talked about today, that'd be great. Um, on Instagram, I'm less than Chris D. Uh, cause someone had stole less than Chris and they wouldn't give it back to me. Uh, Twitter, I'm le- <laughs> Twitter, I'm less than Chris and on Facebook, uh, it's, uh, Krista makes official. And lastly, again, I'll talk about the podcast group. If you could join, it's free to join. Uh, it's uh, Krista makes a podcast Facebook group. Awesome. And you've had awesome, great guests on so far. So I'm looking to see who else is in your, your role decks or who else you already have in the, uh, in the can. And I would be yeah. remiss. I, I wouldn't be being myself if, uh, if I didn't say like something in my head that's, I know is stupid and just get it out. It's like with, um, with Dave Mustaine, it was my second time 
uh, on with him. I didn't think I would speak to him because the first time I got nervous and I wanted, I got stuck on the word idolize when I was going to talk about Slash because, you know, I wasn't trying to think of like, you have a healthy competition or something. Yeah. Since he's very religious. He gets like offended by the word idolize. And he was, and once I explained to him that I was nervous and I was just stuck on the word, it was fine that interview. And I made up for it the last one. Although he asked if I got laid on my birthday, which was really, <laughs> it was, I was, I tried to like skate past that, that question. I don't know if I've ever gotten laid on my birthday. To be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's, that's, that's another, another podcast uh, <laughs> subject matter, I guess. Uh, but am I, again, this is just my stupid brain. I've made this terrible joke on Twitter before. Uh, what's less than Jake and better than Ezra? There's no answer to it. There's no answer to it. It was just more of like a play on words. See, it wasn't worth saying. I well, no, I but it's funny you say that because the first time I heard <laughs> the first time I heard that it was it was I'll tell you when it was. It was in 1994. I was working at a pizza shop in Gainesville, Florida, and the Pepsi distributor walks in, and he goes, "Hey, man," because Joey, my buddy at the pizza shop, had told him that I had a band, and he's like what does that mean? Less than Jake, you know, and it's just the Pepsi guy, you know, and the, the Pepsi guy at that point was probably only late twenties, early thirties. But to me, he was like, shut up, old man. But he comes in one day, he's got, he's got the Pepsi, he's wheeling in on a dolly and he's like, Hey man, so is uh, less than Jake better than Ezra? And I was like, <laughs> so I, un- I thought un- it was original. I thought, no, no, so, <laughs> so unfortunately I've heard that a lot over the years and it just, it, and it, and it kills me because I know where you're coming from. Like it should be really great, but like it's the, not. The, the, the Pepsi guy screwed me 25 years ago about that. I just think it's so, I thought that was, <laughs> this is what it goes to show you that human beings are, we're all not that, we're not that special. None of us are that unique. No. Linear thinking does exist. I thought that was so stupid. That only my brain can think of it. Yeah. And no, other people were dumb enough to say that to you. So. Yeah, and you know, if it was anybody Sorry. else, I probably would have laughed. No, but you, you had to, this, this uh, no. Pepsi guy was a special kind of asshole. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what? In, in, in all seriousness, I don't think I ever looked it up. If you can tell me, if there's a short story of what less than Jake means. I know you. I'm sure you've been asked that a million times, but I don't. Yeah, know. It, it's just uh, our drummer's parents had a bulldog. And we were less than the dog, you know, like we'd try to be practicing in the back room and, and our drummer's mom would knock on the door. Hey, you, you know, Jake is, is, is whining, you know, he, the bass is hurting his ears. So, okay. So we'd stop practicing. So we were, we were less than the, than the dog, less than Jake. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. See, I, 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 one of the names I always say, like what, why I did this podcast. Okay. GNR music. Uh, I think they're, they're, you know, known enough by every demographic. But one, another thing I've said is the name. I think that the name Guns N' Roses is amazing. And another name I've always said is Less Than Jake. I think it's one of the best band names out there. Uh, shame on me because you guys tour all the time. And I always say every year, I'm like, oh, I'll catch them next year. I'll catch them next year. Again, I've seen you, but I, 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 once isn't enough. So I can't wait until this is all over. I get to see you on the, on the road. Are you going to be doing like solo stuff on the road too, or is everything going to be? You know, I, I, I do about, you know, probably, I don't know, anywhere between six and 10 solo shows a year is me and acoustic guitar. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to do it this year because of what everything's going on. It's usually around the holidays. I'll go down to Florida. I've done shows in New York. I've done sh- a couple shows in California. So it's really just for fun, go out and play. Um, but you know, I don't have any aspirations. I, I've never formed a solo band. And, uh, in fact, the songs that, uh, that I have coming out, uh, uh, soon, 
Um, those are, uh, you know, just songs as a kind of a vehicle for the book that I have coming out. So I don't have any aspirations to get in a van and put a band together. It's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. Well, next time you're in New York, uh, and, and it's, I'll wear a mask, you know, whatever the, the situation, constant situation is. I can't wait to see you in person. And I would be right uh, remiss behind you. There's a handicap, uh, sign. Is there any, yes. any, any particular uh, significance to that? My, uh, friend, and I usually hide that because I don't want to offend anybody. Oh, um, but no, uh, well, if you see, yeah, oh, there you go. I'm, uh, uh, I have a neurological condition, so I'm handicapped. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, it, it, it basically just, it's the handicap. It's, it's the guy holding a beer and it says reserved for Chris to makes my friend made it for my 30th birthday. Okay. <laughs> so it wasn't make really making fun of handicap. It was just, just make, basically saying that I'm old and decrepit. So. I no worries. Mine. Yeah. And I am handicapped. It has a uh, mo- has hair similar to yours. So spiky <laughs> hair and he's throwing up the metal horns. So right on man. Right myself. on. Chris, this was an absolute pleasure. Uh, I thought it was funny when you said um, in, in the email that you'd be honored to do this podcast. No. Honors all on on this end. You know, grew up listening to Less Than Jake and your music and your lyrics. Uh, getting to talk to you, um, not just about your career, but about Guns N' Roses, has just been super cool. So, just thank you so much, and I'm sure we'll be doing something again. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Brandon. Have a great day, buddy. You too, Chris. And thank you. And just a reminder: if you are a a normal podcast listener, I would highly recommend watching this on Zoom because of that awkwardness that happened in the middle of the show where. Chris dropped off and there were, it was like the Brady Bunch just showed up. There were just boxes all over the, uh, the screen. So it was funny. I say only in live radio does that happen, but this is a pre recorded podcast. But as you know, I like the, the live radio feel of a recorded broadcast. <laughs> um, I will at some point, I think, get these, uh, Zoom interviews up on YouTube. Uh, it's just, it's just a lot. You know, editing audio is kind of my forte, not too much editing uh, video. Um, but you can catch all the, the video interviews, the, the Zoom interviews like I've done uh, with Dave Mustaine, uh, even like a year ago when I sat down with, uh, with Jim Brewer, but especially recently that I've been doing Zoom interviews. They're all on Facebook, facebook.com slash the AFD show on the, uh, the video section on Facebook. And of course, you can always follow on Twitter at the AFD show or on Instagram appetite for distortion that's those are the best ways to keep up with the show in between podcasts uh, find out what we're talking about the conversation continues um we always have fun on, on social media sometimes it's like i'm not sure what i enjoy more doing the podcast or talking to all of you on social media but it's uh it's both good it's all good so until next time what will you see on the next episode who will you see on the next episode well follow on social media that's the best way to find out as i just said But otherwise, in the meantime, you'll find out in the same way Axl Rose uh, once famously said about Chinese democracy. You'll see it. I don't know if soon is the word.